0: What is the role of the citizenry in national military strategy? And why is that role important? That is the subject of this episode of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare. Welcome to Episode 66 of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare. I'm Chris Mayer, retired U.S. Cavalry Colonel, former instructor at the U.S. Army's Command and General Staff College, the Naval War College, and currently contract faculty for the Army War College. These podcasts introduce what I believe are enduring lessons of war, lessons for any citizen to use in fulfilling their role in our country's deliberations about war, peace, and everything in between. These episodes are not monetized or sponsored, not even by you, the listeners. So if you'd like these episodes to continue, if you think these are worthwhile, then please don't hesitate to hit like and let me know. If uh, my recording today sounds a little bit unusual, a little bit different, it's because I'm in the process of moving, and right now all of my studio equipment has moved to my new house, but I wanted to be sure I got this one out, uh, even though I don't have the proper equipment here, so please bear with the sound. In the last podcast, episode 65, I described the battlefield staff ride and how the most recent staff ride I participated in made me reflect on leadership lessons of my 30 years in the Army. It also made me reflect on these podcasts and how I can improve them to better inform the listeners. This will almost certainly involve revisiting previous topics to make them more fit for purpose, to bring them up to date in light of current events, or to use current events as examples of the ideas presented in earlier podcasts. My intent in these podcasts is to present what I think everyone should know about war or aspects of war that they may be curious about. More importantly, my intent is that this knowledge should help inform you, the citizens of this country, and perhaps listeners in other countries, to understand the issues we face in national decisions about going to war, fighting the war, and establishing enduring peace. In other words, to enable the listeners to make informed decisions in fulfilling their roles in our public life. But what is the role of the American citizen in these issues, and how do we fulfill these roles? Before I answer the questions I just posed, I want to assure you again that these podcasts do not engage in partisan politics. I'll do my best not to pass judgment on any particular policy, and I'll never support or attack any politician or political party. All I intend to do is to provide the information that you, the listener, can use to make those decisions for yourself. We in the United States of America live in a republic founded on democratic principles. It's not a democracy. But a republic. That means that, except in rare circumstances, we don't vote on issues at the national level. Instead, we elect representatives of the people and of the component states of the United States to make those decisions. In theory, those representatives, including members of the House of Representatives, senators, and the president, should be responsive to the people on whose behalf they serve in government. In other words, We do not make decisions about whether to go to war, how to prepare to fight a war, how to fight the war, or how to end a war, or how to establish a just and lasting peace. Our responsibility is to communicate with our representatives, telling them our beliefs about those kinds of decisions, and let them know what the people they theoretically serve think those government decision makers should decide. The idea in these podcasts is that the basis for making these recommendations is not something beyond our ability to understand and comment on. The fundamentals of war have remained the same throughout history. Whether to go to war, when to make peace, and even basic ideas about what our armed forces should be able to do have been remarkably similar since the time of Alexander the Great and and maybe even further back in time. Certainly, adjustments are made with advances in technology. For example, Julius Caesar never even thought of what to do with airplanes and spacecraft. Caesar did, however, think about how to transmit relevant battlefield information more quickly, accurately, and securely. We just have the tools to fully realize what he intended with the Roman signal fire system. Caesar's legions, today's aerospace capabilities, and information technology all fit within the enduring principles of war. This is why even our aerospace forces still study Clausewitz, the 19th century German philosopher of war, although the military technology available to him was very different than what we have today. Further, as Clausewitz wrote in his major work called On War, everything in war is very simple, and, he wrote, the knowledge does not look remarkable the strategic options are so obvious that by comparison, the simplest problem of higher mathematics has an impressive dignity to it, To be clear, I'm only describing war and peace at the macro level. This macro level of war is what is enduring and understandable by all. When it comes to putting those concepts into practice, it's another matter entirely. And that is where the exceptional skill of strategic leaders, generals, and command and staff officers at all levels is decisive. The practice of war on the battlefield, however, is not the kind of thing you will be commenting on to our political leaders. The idea that civilians should have a fundamental understanding of war is not just my own idea. Currently. I'm administrator of a program at the Army War College where we bring in civilian leaders from the public and private sector who have no military or defense industry experience and bring them to the Army War College for the better part of a week. In this program called the Commandant's National Security Program, participants sit alongside the colonels and lieutenant colonels who are War College students, participate in many of the same seminars, And have a chance to listen to discuss and comment on issues affecting our national security at the strategic level. The idea, just like the idea in these podcasts, is that participants will take their experience home, understanding when and where the military instrument of national power should be used, the alternatives to the use of military power, and the knowledge that there is no such thing as an exclusively military solution. Most important, We hope that they will share this knowledge with others and offer sound recommendations to the politicians who represent them in government. The foundation of this shared knowledge is understanding that war as an instrument of national power serves a political objective and should never be used without knowing what that political objective is or in a way that obstructs achieving that political objective. I would like to have said that the military instrument of power is never used without a clear political objective. Ideally, that objective is an end state that is suitable for the military instrument, achievable by the forces we have, working with the other elements of national power, and acceptable to the American people. Unfortunately, I've seen too many cases where we fell short of that, and that is why I do these podcasts. I do these podcasts so that the American people can insist to those decision-makers that we do not go to war without that end state in mind, without a plan that is feasible, acceptable, and suitable, and with the full understanding that the only justification for the horrors of war is that it is an act of justice to secure a just and sustainable peace. So now that I have reframed the objective or end state of these podcasts, I hope that this renews your interest in listening to them and using that information in your own decision-making. I will end this podcast with restating what war is and always has been. For the purpose of these podcasts, war is defined as an act of violence in concert with other elements of national power, creating conditions intolerable to our opponent, thereby compelling him to accept our terms for a lasting peace consistent with our national interests and ideals. All future podcasts will use that as this reference point. If you haven't listened to it before, please go back to podcast seven titled, What is War? If you've already listened to it, but some time has passed since then, especially since I first posted it three years ago, please go back and listen to it again. Once again, This podcast is not monetized or sponsored, so if you would like these podcasts to continue, if you think these are worthwhile, then hit the like button and share the podcast. In the next episode of The Ancient Art of Modern Warfare, I will relook at the war in Ukraine at the macro level and see how it fits in the definition of war I just stated above, as well as the U.S. and Western actions in response to it. So, please hit like and come back again for that analysis. With me, Chris Mayer, on the ancient art of modern warfare.